0: If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on episode number thirty-two of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about ways to improve as a runner and some of the common pitfalls and mistakes that some runners make that we want you guys to avoid so that you can keep improving as a runner and keep um, running healthy and happy.
1: Right, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. I think we we need a better way of phrasing it, but the the phrase. More is sometimes just more, keeps coming to my head. I, I don't know if it, it doesn't sound so catchy, but it's it's a good point.
0: Right. So what exactly do you mean by that?
1: I mean that when you, you're training and you're getting faster, you're getting speedier, you're trying to run longer miles, everybody... A lot of runners obsess over the numbers. It's a very running-oriented sport. And sometimes people finish a 5K and they're like, okay, well, now I should do a 10K. And they finish a 10K, they're like, well, now I should run a marathon. Or they run a 5K in 30 minutes and now they have to do 28. And everything has to just keep stepping forward. And in order to get there, they think, oh, well, I have to train faster. Or I have to run more miles. And sometimes more will help you get better. But sometimes more is just more.
0: Right. And you're not really reaping the benefits of that extra miles or speed or whatever it is that you're adding in. Right. Okay. All right. So let's talk about ways that we can avoid that then. Because if we don't want to, we obviously don't want to do more just for the sake of doing more. If we decide to up our training or do more things, we want to reap the benefits from that. And that's part of, you know, this whole podcast is helping you guys get the most benefit with the least amount of effort. I mean, really, that's kind of our style of coaching is we want you to have to do the least amount and then get the most benefit from it. Yes. Right? Yes, very much so. I mean, that's how you, that's one of the ways to stay healthy as a runner. You have to do the right things and do them in the right ratios at the right time and whatnot in order to continue to improve but not to get injured along the way.
1: Right, which is tricky because it's not like there's an exact science to this. As much research goes into, you know, training for different races and as as many different websites as you can find throughout the internet that say this is the exact program that will get you faster, it's it's just not true. There's so much individuality in running and in coaching that it it's it's a little bit more complicated than that.
0: Right. So, we think that runners on all levels can be very, very well served by focusing on a lot of the fundamentals of running. And the number one fundamental of running is building that aerobic base. Running is an aerobic sport. You're using oxygen. You're trying to stay out there for a long amount of time. Now we're of course talking about long distance running, endurance type of running, not sprints. We're not talking about 100 meter sprints. That's completely anaerobic. Um, That's a totally different energy system. But most people listening to this podcast, I'm guessing, are longer distance runners.
1: At most, you might be somebody that jumps into like that crazy road mile that shows up every once in a while. Right, but that's you know, still we've got, aerobic. We've got one for Christmas, but mm-hmm. the a road mile is way beyond 50% aerobic.
0: Right. I mean, anything over 30 seconds to a minute is tapping into your aerobic base. Yes. You know, anything under that can be served by some of the anaerobic systems, but. Running is an endurance sport and running is an aerobic sport. So you in order to become a better runner, you need to build your aerobic base. And to do so, you need to go on low intensity runs. Yes.
1: I mean, you can build the aerobic base in a variety of ways, but low intensity runs are a great way of doing it.
0: That's one of the ways. And,
1: and a lot of people are like, well, then I just have to keep running long and slow and that's just boring. And hey,
0: you sound like me.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. This is why it's it's tricky to coach new runners who get bored with long and slow runs.
0: Uh-huh. And that, I'm definitely one of those runners. I understand. Yeah. So how do you build an aerobic base? Can you give us an example of a way to do that without just having to run long and slow every single run?
1: Um, speed play or, you know, as the Swedes say, fartlek. It's just a funner, more fun way to to say it. Right,
0: interval training. Interval
1: training. It, and it doesn't have to be um, specific times that you have to hit and run this at 5K pace and run this at mile pace, but just going off on a run and changing the pace periodically. Now I'm going to go a little bit faster until I get to that tree. And now I'm going to go a little bit slower until I get to that sign. That does it. And you don't have to obsess over the speeds and the distances. Just changing your pace throughout also helps build it without the boredom of just go for six miles steady.
0: Right. That change in your heart rate and the change in the breathing really helps to improve your aerobic capacity uh, more quickly. In a lot of circumstances. This is
1: why a lot of of very new runners are well served by a run-walk method.
0: Yeah, that's true. So the second fundamental we think is important to focus on is your strength. We all as runners need to stay strong in order to stay healthy. And a lot of that comes from core strengthening and hip strengthening exercises that if you've listened to this show before, you know, we think are very important.
1: Yes. And it is very important to, to clarify that core does not simply mean doing endless planks and crunches. Core is is your whole midsection in all directions and dimensions.
0: Right. From your shoulder all the way down to your hips, basically. Yeah. That's with, the entire core.
1: With, with a lot of hips.
0: With a lot of hips, And yeah. then some more hips. Yeah. All right. So what's number three?
1: Um, drills. Drills to both improve your running form and by improving your form and improving your, your mobility and your range of motion, staying healthier. Right. You know, it's there's a, a coaching philosophy out there that's like, well, if you just keep putting more miles onto runners' feet... They're eventually... Did I say feats on that one? Nice. Um, (laughs) I was
0: going to correct you, but I just stayed quiet. (laughs) No,
1: I went for it. Um, By putting more mileage in, runners will gradually just improve their own form. Mm -hmm. Because if they have crazy form and you tell them to go on a 12-mile run, they're going to have to fix it or they're going to get exhausted. And I've seen plenty of people come back off of an hour-long run and still have terrible form. Mm -hmm. And you send them off for a few more weeks and they still have terrible form unless you actually teach some body movement fundamentals yeah. and work on them through drills and through like actually following along and looking at somebody's running gait and how their arms swing. It, it's not going to just magically improve.
0: No, unfortunately it won't. I mean, especially when you look at some people that have are prone to shuffling.
1: Yes. You know,
0: like the people that shuffle their feet when they walk and they don't get that full foot lift, That's doesn't usually get better with more miles. That usually gets worse.
1: Yeah, no, no. The shuffler just shuffles harder when when they have more miles. Right.
0: So by doing these running specific drills like the high knees and the butt kicks and C skips and A skips, if you're not sure what we're talking about, you guys can check out our exercise library on our website, which is totally free. Um, But by incorporating these drills you're teaching your body some of the movements necessary for better running form. You're helping to open up your hips. You're trying to improve the knee lift and the butt kick and all that stuff that's going to improve your form when you go out for a run.
1: Right, and so between strengthening all the muscles of your core – and then trying to improve your form with your new stronger muscles, you just generally look fitter. Like it's not specific, oh, this is gonna automatically make you a faster 5K runner, but it's gonna make you a more fit person Mm -hmm. and if you can improve that level of just you're in general greater fitness you are a healthier person that's going to improve it yeah and it allows you to do some of this other stuff Mm -hmm. by by building overall by just being healthier than when you want to throw in some speed work and some more detailed um specific oriented training if you're a healthier person you can add it in
0: i think I, i really like what you said there because i think you've touched uh, a nerve of a lot of our listeners you know a lot of people that are listening to this might not care too much about their times or their PRs they just want to be healthier and that's fantastic. You just want to be a healthier version of yourself. You want to set a good example for your kids and be healthy for your family and be able to go out and run around and do what you want to be able to do with your kids and with your family and not be limited. And so by throwing in some of these little drills and strengthening exercises, you're just going to be fitter and healthier. And I think that's a big goal for a lot of runners out there.
1: Yes. I think that's a lot. People are like, oh, I I just can't be a runner because once I get up to three or four miles, then I get hurt every time. Like, well, have you tried building in this, this supplementary material? Have you tried things like the strengthening exercises and the drills and things like that? Because if you haven't, cut a mile off of your run and throw some strengthening and drills in at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's really helpful.
0: Right. Absolutely. And the fourth fundamental today that we want to talk about is recovery time because recovery is absolutely crucial to our health as a runner and as a person.
1: And, And recovery comes in so many forms. Put good nutrition into your body. Yep. Sleep.
0: Sleep is number one. I mean, we are both bad about sleep. And we are... But we're getting better. We are getting better. And that is the key to life in general, to running into life, right? It was was always step forward. Just keep moving forward. Keep trying to get better. And so we have tried this past year to really focus on trying to get more sleep because the the more and more research that comes out just keeps insisting on the importance of sleep, like just keeps... the, The evidence is just building and building and building that... Sleep is so important to every single body system and sleep is really when your body actually makes those changes that your training is setting you up for, right? So when you train, you're breaking your body down and when you're recovering, your body is building itself back up so that you can actually gain the benefits from that hard training that you've been doing.
1: Right. So if you do one hard training session and then don't get very much sleep and then go to another hard training session the next day, you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, if I just keep hitting these hard training sessions, I'm going to get better. Right. And you might for about four or five days until you're hurt and you can't run at all or sick or sick. Yeah, that's another yes, way that your likely, body very likely to be sick. Yeah,
0: your body likes to knock you down that way too.
1: <laughs> yeah, your body's like, "Actually, you can't go run today because you're just too ill to do it." And you hit these these peaks and and valleys instead of just gradual steady improvement, it the it comes in spurts with these constant breaks of sickness or injury or something that just keeps pulling you back.
0: Absolutely. So when we think about the more is just more concept, there's really two ways that you can look at it. You can look at it by thinking about speed work because sometimes people start doing speed work and they will think that the more speed work they do, the better. And they start to neglect some of those slower easier runs and the recovery runs. And then the second way is extra mileage. So some people start to increase their mileage and they think, well, if I keep increasing my mileage, then I'm going to keep getting better. And there's some dangers with both of these that we're going to talk about right now.
1: Both of them are right, though. Like, don't get me wrong, like, speed work is going to get you faster.
0: And extra mileage will make you a better runner.
1: Right, if you're used to running 10 miles a week, and suddenly you start running 20 miles a week, in all likelihood, just about all of your race times are going to improve. Right. But then if you go to 30, they might improve a little bit more, but it's not going to be the same improvement that you had from 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. And suddenly if you're like, oh, well, I improved going from 20 to 30. What happens if I go to 60? Mm-hmm. You might get some more improvement, but you're into a more dangerous level and you got to make sure that you're slowly building to that level. You look at elite marathoners out there and they're they're running you know 100 to 120 miles a week, but they didn't go from zero to 120. No, definitely you know, it not. It took them years of building that mileage until that they, they are actually comfortable going out and running on, on 120 mile an hour a week. Or right. Twenty mile a week.
0: Yeah. And like we were just talking about um, before we started recording, running is not linear. It, unfortunately, no. you know, when you start running, you can make great leaps and bounds in the beginning just because your body's getting in better shape. You're doing a new activity. So every time you start to do a new activity and you practice that activity, the brain-body connection gets stronger. So your body becomes more efficient at whatever activity it is that you're doing. So if you start running at first, you might feel a little awkward, a little uncoordinated. And the more you do it, the better you feel because your brain starts understanding that movement pattern. It's that muscle memory that starts to kick in so you become much more efficient at those movements and those first couple months the first year even the first couple of years you can make huge improvements in your running but at some point that is gonna stop being such a huge upward um Slope. Slope, thank you. And uh, it's going to start to level off a little bit. And improvements are definitely still possible. They're just going to come in much smaller increments.
1: And this is where people start getting the dangerous, more is sometimes just more. They're like, no, 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 more is going to get me better. And the first one I want to talk about is speed work. So new runners love speed work because it throws some variety into their training i
0: love speed work.
1: i know you do you love feeling that that oh i got the wind in my hair i'm really going and cranking it today Mm -hmm. and it's it's dangerous if you don't also make sure that you have the recovery coming off of it
0: right and I, i that's definitely something that i've been bad about in the past as well.
1: Is making sure that you you recover appropriate, that you don't skew your training so far to just focused on the speed yeah. that you neglect your aerobic base, that you neglect some like middle level speed. Like it's not just, and speed doesn't have to just be sprinting. Speed could be pushing yourself in, in intervals at like a 5k pace or at your mile pace. You can do some very short stuff at really high level. You could do hill sprints. There's a whole variety of this kind of stuff, but it can't be the only ingredient in your training plan.
0: Yeah. And I think that that can be a pitfall for both new runners and seasoned runners, don't you think?
1: Oh, very much so. I mean, I, I still know workouts that I did and, and can recall a few of them from like high school and college mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I remember when we did five by a mile and I hit this. And so now if I want to hit that same 5K time, i better be able to hit that same workout. Or if I want to get faster, I need to hit faster splits in my workout, which is not necessarily true. Okay. You know, if I've improved other things being able to hit even like a similar workout I have a lot greater aerobic base right now than I did when i was you know 16 right so hitting the same mile repeats like well okay I've got a similar speed level but look at all this extra years of endurance base that I've got built up
0: yeah you've built 20 years of aerobic endurance
1: and i've i've built all of these sort of like coping mechanisms in my head so mm. my my mental aspect of getting into a race is Ooh, a whole nother scenario that's such a good point it's a huge one and it's why I, in a workout, like the the top kid on the on the high school team that we've got right now, every once in a while he can edge me at the end of a workout. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee there's not a race that he could beat me in.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I can
1: out that kid easy because I know how. I've got seven different methods that I can work with, and mm-hmm. one of them's going to work against him.
0: Right. So it's just about your experience and. That you've had up to this point,
1: right? So seasoned runners sometimes are going to compare their workouts from like one year to the next and think, "Oh, well, if I want to get faster, I have to do that workout faster," which is not necessarily true. That workout got you better. If you just hit that same workout, it may continue to actually just keep getting you better. You've got to be careful with that. of, Of. thinking that you have to run your workouts faster in order to get faster. You may not have reaped all of the benefits out of that workout. You could still use the same thing and continue to improve.
0: That's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's really interesting because I, I know I've had that thought before on some of the workouts that you've given me.
1: You know, I, and when, I did this one already. Shouldn't I be doing it faster now? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I just hit this workout last month. Why is my pace that you're, you know my target pace isn't should be faster than it was last month.
1: Yeah, I know. I know it's tricky and yeah. it's it's tough to it's tough to explain because it's like, well, yes, you are faster than last month, but your body is different, so let's see how it handles this workout, the same workout in in the shape that it's in right now. Mm. You're fitter. You've got, you've got the strength that's improved. Mm -hmm. Let's see. And maybe it's the exact same workout, but you're trying to get a different benefit out of it. You know, you could, you could look at it from, from a mental aspect of, okay, you use that coping mechanism to get through the workout before you broke, you know, you were doing like mile repeats and you broke them into quarter miles cool. Maybe you, instead of that, you change the workout, change the surface that you're running it on and say, okay, now there's nothing for you to, to break it down into. It's a mile and it's down this straight away and I'm going to take your watch.
0: Right. But you're saying that even if I run the same exact workout mm-hmm. down the road sometime from the first time that I ran it, yep. I could still reap good benefits of that workout. And make my race times go down.
1: Yes, yes. You don't have to every time you. Uh, and we're getting we're getting a little ahead because it's sort of in, in how I was going to try and wrap this up. But if <laughs> sorry, I know. But it's it's a fantastic point. And shoot, we could talk the whole rest of the episode on this this exact point. Yeah, because it's it's it is the theme. Is sometimes more is just more. If one day you are a thirty minute five k runner, and then. Th- And you were able to do, I don't know, four times a mile at whatever pace. And at the end of the week, you race a 5K and suddenly you run that 5K in 29 minutes. Do you have to suddenly make all of your workouts go faster? Mm -hmm. Are you a substantially different person than you were one week earlier? Right. And I don't think you are. I don't think Mm -hmm. you're a substantially different person. So if you just keep hitting those same workouts you are going to continue to improve to a point to a point eventually right. you'll plateau and then you need some new training uh, stimulus in there mm-hmm. but
0: so you're saying that a lot of times runners advance themselves before they've actually hit that plateau and gain the full benefits of that training purpose or yes. That- that yes. section of training.
1: Yes. And it's very tricky with new runners or people who are improving their time so rapidly. You know, I mean, this happens at the beginning of every cross country season. We get the kid who comes out in race one and runs 34 minutes, and in race two, runs 29 minutes, and in race three, runs 27 minutes. And right. you're like, I have no idea how fast this kid is. Right.
0: Because you Neither you, do they. Yeah, you have no idea.
1: <laughs> so. You know, what What kind of workouts should I put for them? That's why I try and put a lot of effort-based workouts, mm-hmm. especially early in the season where kids are like, okay, I want you to push pretty hard. I want you to push a little bit harder than as though it was a three-mile race. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to imagine that you only had to run one lap of the track and try and get them to think about what these different paces feel like. Yeah. It, it also helps them understand what their body feels like in different paces.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is also extremely important. Yes, so the second thing that runners might want to increase would be their mileage,
1: yeah this one I didn't even want to write about because this is the trap that I fall into mm-hmm. it's it's tricky you know well you,
0: know, you and I are such different runners <laughs> <laughs> we are
1: that's very true
0: I mean in all aspects
1: I know i I love just adding mileage and it's like well if if you can go for Uh, I'll aim it more towards me. If I can hit 40 miles a week, that's good. But if I can hit 50, that's probably better. But there's a point where you're not reaping the benefits. There's a risk-reward kind of balance here.
0: Right. And you have not typically been good about recovery, Yes. And that's been, you know, part of your issue.
1: Well, that's the thing is if you go back and you look at the fundamentals that we mentioned, the strengthening and the drills and the recovery, mm-hmm. if you focus on those three, you're able to push the boundaries a little bit more on speed work and extra mileage. Right. As long as you don't neglect the fundamentals.
0: Right, right. And that's why those four fundamentals that we mentioned earlier were so critical.
1: Right. Make sure that you've got the aerobic base built up. That helps for long-term running. Could you train To 5k on almost nothing but speed work, totally. Are you going to? And there's a
0: lot of people right now that are advocating that.
1: I know, you know, the
0: hit training and that kind of thing. They're saying,
1: Yes, I am not one of those. I know. I I don't think that it sets you up for a long-term running experience,
0: Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily a bad
1: thing. Not everybody needs to be a lifelong runner. People want to be healthier.
0: Right. It just depends on your goals.
1: It's entirely based off of what you're trying to get out of it. Some people just
0: want to lose weight. They just want to be fit. They want to look good. And they're not really concerned about their running career.
1: Right. They're like, I guess, I'll, I mean, I'll do this 5k. That'll be fine. Right. And maybe it'll kickstart them as a fitter, healthier person. Yeah. But they, they enjoy the hit training kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. enjoy the strengthening and they, and their friends all signed up for this 5k so that it had this level of accountability to it. Mm-hmm. But they're not, their, their goal is to not then run that 5k and then another one and another one. That That's not them.
0: Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like I'm kind of somewhere in between I care about my running career and my times and I want to keep getting faster. But at the same time, my main goal is just to look good and feel good and, you know, be in the shape that I want to be in.
1: Yeah. Whereas I'm a little more obsessed about the clock.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So I like what you have written here on our outline. You have workouts and high mileage are like seasoning.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Some is good. You know, some, some speed work, some high mileage is good. There's a point some where... Some seasoning. <laughs> there's a point where it's good. You need some seasoning. It, that food doesn't taste that good. Maybe add a little bit of salt. Maybe add a little bit of whatever.
0: And it makes it taste better. And it
1: tastes better. Don't take the lid off of the salt container and dump it in. That's not going to taste better. Mm-hmm. Okay? Maybe... For whatever it is that you're working with, a little extra seasoning is an improvement, but it's also dangerous right. when you start adding in too much.
0: There's a line, there's always that line of it'll improve the flavor to a point, and then after that, it's just too much and it can ruin the dish.
1: Yes. And it, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the more sometimes it's too much or it's too soon or it's too hard and that can, that can ruin it. That could get you hurt. That could get you sick. That could get you completely derailed from your current training.
0: Right. So like we said before, there's definitely a balance to walk. And I think that kind of your point with this episode is that A lot of times people try to do more without fully reaping the benefits of where they currently are.
1: Well, that's because everybody wants to get faster, faster. You know, if you're trying to get in better shape, you're trying to get healthier, you'd like to be there now.
0: Yeah. Yeah we're so impatient and I think that as a society it's just getting worse you know with technology the way it is everything's at our fingertips we don't have to wait for anything the other day I was at work and I was trying to come up with the artist of a song that was playing on the radio and I knew that I knew this it was in (laughs) my vault somewhere and someone just whipped out their phone I said "Uh uh-uh don't do it don't Give me that immediate gratification. Let me try to figure this out because I feel like now it's just if you don't know immediately, we just turn to technology. We turn to Google or we turn to whatever it is that's going to help us figure out the solution to that problem when sometimes we just need to work it out and let our brains work or let our bodies work. Excuse the interruption, but I just had to pop in and let you know about an upcoming workshop that we're hosting inside the Real Life Runners Academy. If you're someone that's ever struggled with thoughts or beliefs that are getting in your way or you think you're self-sabotaging yourself and you can't understand why you're doing things that you don't want to do or not doing things that you know you should be doing or want to be doing, this message is for you. We're hosting a special academy workshop May 14th and we're bringing in an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, Miss Megan Blacksmith. And she's going to be teaching us how the thoughts that we have can either be helping us in our life or holding us back. And we want to invite you, our amazing podcast listeners, to join us. So you don't have to be a member of the Academy to join us this month You can join for a small one-time fee by going over to realliferunners.com forward slash workshop. If you are a current Academy member, this and all of our monthly workshops and all experts, that's all already included in your current membership. So if you are a current member, do not go to the website and repurchase because it's already included with your membership. But if you want to join just for the workshop, check it out over at realliferunners.com slash workshop today. Now, back to the show.
1: Yeah, I mean I, right? I I'm completely there with you on that one. I mean, one. I
0: just I feel like the instant gratification and and stuff is just so rampant in society right now.
1: Well, yeah, and it's part of this whole like numbers obsessed thing that we've got. Like I want my race times to be faster, and it skips over a huge aspect of running, which is the journey to get to that race. Mm-hmm. You know, running, shoot, I was it was in my email the other day that it's like winning is great. But it's such a fleeting moment that if all you're worried about is the win, you've missed the point.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because it's that journey of running and becoming a runner and all the things that you learn about yourself along the way, it, it, that's nothing to be discounted. I mean, that... That's it right there. That's all of it. It's not just the number on a clock. I mean, the number on a clock is fantastic. And obviously everybody remembers Roger Bannister's name because he's the one that broke four minutes. Everybody knows certain people because of the numbers. But there's so much about those people. And And I would argue that a lot of those people would tell you that, the lessons that they learned along the way are much more important than that number that they're remembered for.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, Sir Roger Bannister didn't get knighted and, and get the sir on the beginning of his name because he broke four. Yeah. You know? There was so much science research he did. I mean, the guy was like a what, biologist, doctor. I mean he's
0: I think he was a doctor, wasn't he? He
1: was. I know I know he's a doctor, but he also did like amazing research in biology. Right. And his What he is known for of breaking four, people don't even realize the other stuff that he's known for that, that has made huge impacts in people's lives.
0: Right. But a lot of the reasons he was probably able to accomplish that is the mindset and the lessons and the dedication and all of that, that he learned through running.
1: That's why running is awesome because it gains this, like this amazing, mentality and the ability to push through struggle. And when things aren't going well, that you can still keep getting through a rough patch. That yeah. ha- I mean, it's rare that you have a race that there's not a rough patch. But if you push through, usually a mile later, a half mile later, if you're lucky, you come out the other side and it suddenly it starts feeling okay again. Yeah. You know, this Life doesn't have smooth sailing the entire time. There's rough patches and you got to be able to get through the rough patches and onto another smooth portion on the back end of it. Don't just give up. Keep pushing.
0: Yeah. I ran a 5K this morning with my friend and it's only her second 5K ever. And her first one was in 36 minutes and 50 seconds. And so she came into this one wanting to her number one goal was to run the whole time because she's always had to run walk before. She has very severe asthma and her pulmonologist thinks it's a joke that she's even attempting to run. And so her, and she's been training, she's been running, she's been doing so amazingly well.
1: Yeah. We got a punchline for her pulmonologist. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) So her first goal was to run the entire time and not walk. And We hit a rough patch, you know, that between miles two and three, we had to slow down. We had to hit that rough patch and she was struggling and I was just right there next to her. You know, you can do this. You're so strong. You know, where I try to distract her by talking about other random things and I put my music on and we just, we had to get to through that rough patch.
1: Right. You found all the different mental coping strategies to block it out and get
0: through. Right. And so we slowed it down. She, you know, she started breathing and then...
1: She's like, okay, how much more? How
0: much more? And so, you know, we we rounded the corner. I'm like, you got this. Less than a half mile to go, whatnot. And then we hit the three-mile mark, and she took off. (laughs) She did. She just took off sprinting. I was like, whoa, how did you find this in you?
1: Because she's a mom.
0: Well, yeah, that's part of it, and she's just amazing. But it was a rough patch. She got through it. And then she found that extra gear, that extra strength that she still had at the end. And she finished that race so strong and she broke 33 minutes. Her goal was to break 36 and she broke 33. Yeah. Like amazing.
1: It's phenomenal.
0: And she was so emotional at the end of it because she's like, I just did that. Like my doctor told me I couldn't and boom, like I just ran a 5k without stopping yeah and she hit uh, you know she crushed her her time goal too
1: and and she did it without focusing on super numbers in her training she just goes out and does what she does right
0: she goes out and runs and she's not super focused on pace or anything like that she's just focused on how her breathing is how her legs feel she's very you know focused on how her body feels
1: which which is also like one of the best things you can gain off of any of your training faster slower whatever it is the better able you are to be in tune with your body the better athlete you can be
0: yeah for sure okay so what are some of our main takeaways from this episode then number one would be focus on the four fundamentals and and to reiterate those they are your aerobic base your strength drills to improve your form and allowing yourself that recovery time that you need to absorb the benefits of your training and stay healthy.
1: Okay. Another point is there are ways to to improve yourself, and it's mainly through increasing your mileage or speed work, but be careful when adding either of these things in. It's Some people are able to handle more. Some people are able to handle less. You've got to be careful with how how much and when you put it in.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, there's not one formula that works for everybody. Yeah,
1: that'd be so easy if there was. I
0: know. It, it, training is so individualized, and being able to listen to your body and understand when it's time to increase your mileage or increase your speed is so, so, so critical in staying healthy as a runner
1: knowing within a workout, well, this, this one is not working today. I'm not going to get these benefits today. I need to pull back or I shouldn't even try this workout because I only got three hours of sleep last night. Today's going to be an easy run. Yeah. Like knowing how to change things on the fly is, is a process that takes years to figure out.
0: Yeah. I like what you were, when you told me about, um, the workout that you did with your athlete, Last week and how you asked him, do you have one more quarter in you? And he kind of took stock and, and, and you you said something that stuck with me because you said, do you have it in you? Because if not, we're not even going to attempt it.
1: There, There wasn't a point.
0: Yeah. Like if you can't <laughs> hit this time then we're not even going to try to do it.
1: And I knew he could, but my knowing that he could didn't mean that he knew that he could. Right. He needed to step to the line saying, yes, I've got, I got one more of these in me. Let's go.
0: Yeah. And that's why coaching is so much fun. And that's why, yes. you know, being, <laughs> being a coach is is super fun. And then also having a coach, like I know the stuff that I tell you, I don't know the answers to, but being able to, get your guidance because you've been a runner for so much longer than i have i mean that's just priceless
1: yeah i mean the the experience is huge that being able to communicate with somebody i've been running for a long time and even being able to like play off of of your knowledge of of how the body works and stuff like that of hey what happens in my training with this? I've talked to other coaches uh, at at cross-country meets or track meets or whatever about my own coaching or Mm -hmm. about my own athletes. Having someone to communicate with and say, I'm not sure of the answer. I know what I would do, but what would you do? Yeah. Is great.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully you guys have people like that in your life to kind of bounce ideas off of, whether it's a training partner or a running group or a coach in your area. It's super helpful to have people like that that you can talk to.
1: Okay, so if you are interested in some of those drills and strengthening exercises that we were talking about earlier, you can head to our website, www.realliferunners.com, and right up at the top, if you put in your your email address, you will have full access to the uh, the exercise video library that goes over all these different drills and exercises and strengthenings. It's It is an amazing source of of information there.
0: Yeah, and we're going to keep adding more to it also. I
1: know. You're still working on that thing. Um, Also, if you have any interest in in having somebody help you with coaching and where to put this stuff in, we also offer personalized coaching. On the website, click on the the personalized coaching tab and you can see the, the programs that we have to offer and we would love to be able to help more runners get themselves fitter and healthier.
0: Okay, so we've mentioned a lot of different things here. So all of it can be found on our website in the show notes. Just go over to realliferunnerspodcast.com and you'll be able to find all that information there with all the links that you might need for the exercise library or the coaching programs or some of the other things that we mentioned. And if you have any specific questions that you'd like us to answer, shoot us an email. The link to that is in the show notes as well. So thank you guys so much for spending this time with us today and we will catch you guys next week. If you're ready to have more fun and achieve the goals that matter to you without sacrificing the rest of your life in the process, this message is for you. Maybe you're feeling confused or frustrated because you're not making the progress you want, even though you're running three times per week or more. Maybe you're feeling tired or sore all the time because you're pushing harder every day trying to get better. Maybe you want to run longer, but every time you run a couple of miles, that nagging knee pain starts to act up again. Maybe you've been told that you should probably stop running so much because you're getting older, but you refuse to accept that and want to find a way to continue to improve in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Maybe you just feel like you're winging it every day and want to start working towards a goal. You want to feel better and be able to make progress in your running as you get older. And if you're like us and the other runners we work with, you want your running to help you become stronger and more resilient in all other areas of your life too. Plus, You need something that fits in your real life, that is simple, easy to understand, and effective. Don't worry, we've got you. If you're ready to transform into a strong, confident, and successful real-life runner, the Real Life Runners Academy has everything you need. It includes training plans, coaching, and programs that will teach you how to run faster, run longer, feel better, and accomplish your goals. Check it out today over at realliferunners.com forward slash academy. Enrollment will be opening soon, so be sure to join the wait list so that you can be notified when doors are open. It's time to run your life.